praise be to God, praise be to God. So I talked about doing this video a while ago based on a dream that I had that was confirmation to get this video out. So basically a lot of people think that the abomination of desolation has to do with a third temple being built. For many, many years before we had the sickness that we have going on in the world today, I did not believe that it had to do with a new temple. I stopped believing that many years ago based on my research and study in the Bible about what a holy place is. There is no biblical evidence that the third temple would be built. And also Jesus not only ripped up the veil after he rose from the dead, he prophesied that the second temple would be torn to pieces and it was. Also, the non-Messianic Jews don't even accept Jesus Christ. Jesus ripped the veil because he is the veil. The veil of the temple is the separation between the people and the Most High God. Without Jesus, the veil, who is the veil, you cannot get to God. Thus, any third temple is unholy. And the Bible specifically says that there will be another temple. Amen. But God himself, it says Jesus is the one that is going to build that third temple. So I'm going to be getting into a lot of scriptures in this study. I'm going to make it very plain because the kingdom of darkness has really spread a lot of lies. A lot of people believe in a whole bunch of lies about the end days. And God has raised up many of his people to shed light on that. We have other servants of God that have talked about the mark of the beast jabs going around and biblically explained that praise God. And they did an excellent job. Many of them have done that. Now the Lord has called me for it to talk about the abomination of desolation. According to the word of God, there are three types of holy places mentioned in the Bible. The Israelite temple prior to Jesus's death, heaven, and the pagan satanic temples. And you guys can look this up. It is in the word of God. There are three different types of holy places. So one was the Israelite temple when it was holy, when they were serving Yahweh, not a temple where they serve in different gods and different religions. And that's the way they plan to build this third temple. That is not a holy place according to the word of God. Another one in the word of God was considered heaven. And lastly, another one was called the pagan satanic temples. We know we're not looking for a pagan satanic temple. We know that we're not looking for heaven to be where the abomination of desolation takes place. So a lot of people think it's going to be a holy temple of God, but that is not what the Lord has shown me prophetically. And I'm going to get into some more of that. So I want to start off talking about Jeremiah chapter 44. I'm not going to go over this whole chapter. Please read it on your own. If I went over all of these scriptures, this video would be way longer than it's already going to be. And in Jeremiah 44, it talks about an abomination that calls desolation. And that's what an abomination of desolation is. An abomination is a thing that Yahweh hates. That's the definition of an abomination. The definition of desolation is a state of complete emptiness or destruction, anguish, misery, or loneliness of a place is deserted of people and in a state of bleak and dismal emptiness. For instance, a desert area where you see wild beasts. The Bible literally talks about that when a place becomes desolate. You see wild beasts taking over. Another example is 
I believe it was in Russia, there was a nuclear explosion, something like that, and it caused a lot of damage and all the humans that survived had to flee. And now the land is radioactive and there are wild beasts and boar and all kind of wild beasts all over the land. That is an example of a modern day desolation. So where does an abomination of desolation come into play? If you start looking at these examples in Jeremiah 44, it says that the abominable sins that they cause, the sins, abominable sins that are caused, that God judges the land, he judges the people and says, because of these abominable sins that you have done, I'm going to now desolate this land and desolate these people. So these are some sins that they were doing. They were doing wickedness. They were provoking Yahweh to anger. They were burning incense to demons, which is witchcraft. And as I read these things, you guys, I want you all to please get out of the mindset that that was thousands of years ago. I want you all to realize that people are doing these same things today in modern times, and it is going to cause a desolation. They were serving other gods. They were ignoring Yahweh's prophets. They were committing great evil against their souls. They were provoking Yahweh to wrath with the works of their hands. They were not humbled. They did not fear the Lord's wrath. They disobeyed Yahweh's law. They disobeyed Yahweh's statues. They disobeyed the voice of the Lord. They disobeyed Yahweh's testimonies. And what do you see today? All these new age doctrines, once saved, always saved. The devil has really gotten into the mindset of a lot of modern day people to make them do all of these same things, all of these same sins they did back then. And these are the type of sins that cause God's wrath to come on them. They also committed abominations. They sinned against the Lord. And this is Yahweh's judgment when he gave them the desolation that they had. The people became a desolation. That means the people became scarce. No man was left to dwell in the land. Yahweh's fury and anger poured out. And as I read this, you guys, this is what's coming. This is what's coming when the abomination of desolation comes in the land. Okay, this is what's coming in the tribulation. This is what's coming in the end days. So let me go on. The land was wasted and desolate. Men, women, children, and infants, the Bible says. It doesn't just say men, women, and children. It says men, women, children, and infants were cut out of the land till no one remained. Yahweh's face was set against the people for evil. The Israelites were cut off. And let me make sure I say this as well, because there's another lie that Satan has really infiltrated the churches with to make them think that there is some type of sacred people that will never feel the wrath of God because they're the chosen ones. They're the chosen people. But if you read the word of God and stop listening to these people with their lies, actually get down and sit down and read the word for yourself, you'll see that when God talked about hell, when God talked about his wrath, when God talked about punishment, he was usually almost, if not a hundred percent of the time, talking about the Israelites. And not only in ancient times, in our times, in end times, when he went on and on, even in end time scripture, he's literally talking about his so-called people. He said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Isn't that what the Bible tells us in Hosea 4 and 6? They perish for lack of knowledge. 
Okay, let me go on. So this is more of the punishment of desolation that came upon them. It says the people were punished by God. The people died by sword. The people died by famine. The people died by pestilence. The people became a execration, which means to feel or express great loathing for. The people became an astonishment. The people became a curse. The people became a reproach. That means they were criticized. Being criticized is a curse. You guys, I see this all the time. I don't make videos about this because some people might say I'm being insensitive. So, but I'm going to be led by God. If God says, Shauna, I don't care. You better go and make that video. I will. But I see this all the time, even in modern times where this has happened to a group of people and they didn't even realize that they was being cursed, that they was under a judgment of God for their abominable sins and in modern times, I mean, people jump all over the news. They make all kind of Facebook posts. Oh, pray for these people. Pray for these people. Look, I'm not saying don't pray for them. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying look at the whole picture. Look at how they have left God and fallen into abominable sins. I see it all the time. I just don't make videos about it. Because when I see these type of judgments take place, that's the first thing I start looking for. Honestly, that's how my mind thinks. I start saying, okay, what is the population of Christians? Are they Christians? Are they lukewarm? Like, what are their practices? You know, are they praying in their situation? Are they calling on God? I start looking at that. I start looking at what kind of sins they're doing. And seeing if they're under a judgment. And somebody's going to get upset about that most likely. Because that's the world that we live in. Satan has people's minds so <laughs> blinded. Their mind is blinded. Where they cannot see these judgments taking place. And if you say anything like what I'm saying right now. Oh, Shauna's being mean. Shauna's being insensitive. But I'm telling you guys the truth. And if we had more pastors out here preaching the truth. Amen then people would understand when they come under the judgment of God, they would be able to say, oh, wow, that's because of the sin I've been doing. And then they would turn away from their sins. But people aren't doing that. They're just like, oh, this man is so bad. This woman is so bad. And not understanding what it is that they did wrong. Anyway, let me go on. The Bible goes on to say that God's judgment included that only a small number of them escaped death. The Bible ends in God's judgment. They will know that Yahweh's word stands over theirs. Amen. You know, we do get people criticizing, call themselves telling us off and all this kind of stuff. And they know better than the prophets of God. They know better than the messengers of God. And they know better than the word of God. But when all of these judgments come upon them, they will know that Yahweh's word stands forever. You can read about this one in Ezekiel 33. The abominable sins that they did that caused the desolation is they were eating with blood. And if you are an Israelite, you are not supposed to eat blood. Israelites are not supposed to eat their meat with blood. Now, someone else may say, well, that's all Christians in general. But that is a mandate that was given to God's people, to Israelites. It goes on to say that they were also looking to their idols. You know, they was putting their hopes and dreams into things like smoking, drinking, drugs, going to some man, things that they have put as idols in their life. An idol is something that they have put in place of God. When you're in need, the first thing that you should think of is to pray to God, not to call the popo. 
and not to do all these things. And I'm not saying that people cannot get help from other people, but I'm saying the first thought that should be in our mind as believers is to call on the name of God and to look to God for help, not to idols, not to these idols in this world. The Bible also says that they were shedding blood. They were standing upon their sword. And that means that they were believing in weapons to save them. They were committing abominations and they were also involved in a sin of adultery. And the Bible says that Yahweh's judgment of desolation included that they would be devoured by beasts. What does the Bible tell us in Revelation? Amen. The Bible says in Revelation 6 and 8, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. Amen. So that is coming in the end day. So what I'm reading is not just some ancient prophecy that happened to them way back then. It is also something that is going to be mirrored. And I'm going to prove that I'm going to get to a word of God that is going to say that what is coming in the tribulation will be worse than anything in the history of this world. So anyone thinking, oh, that was way back then. It's not going to be that bad. No, the Bible says it's going to be worse than anything in the history of this world. So it's going to be all of this and so much more. So let me go on to what also happened to them with their desolation. Devoured by beasts, they also died by pestilence. Amen. And we're seeing that now. You know what? I have to say this because I haven't done a video about this. I was having dreams before we had the sickness that we have going around the world today. And I saw the sickness, by the way. I had prophetic dreams about it. I posted that and I called it a pandemic because that's what the dream called it. And I was seeing things that I thought had not come to pass. We are living in the prophecies that I dreamed because I kept thinking it's got to be something else. It's got to be more. It's got to be something in the future coming. But what I saw in my dreams is I saw this pandemic. I'm going to call it that because that's what my dreams called it. And I saw it coming to China and I saw it making people start wondering and questioning about God. And then I saw that it was going to come to America. And then I had another dream and I saw people in quarantines. I didn't even use the word quarantine in the video. I don't think so. Because at that time in my life, I wasn't experienced with quarantines. Now I'm 47 years old. I'll be 48 this year, but I had never heard of people, American citizens being put in quarantines. I never thought of anything like that. So, but that's what I saw in a dream. And they were put in these quarantines and I also saw in that dream that they were limiting social media. They wanted TV to be something dull where people could not get sound doctrine like this video I'm giving. They couldn't get anything of substance. They wanted the TV just to be a bunch of junk. I saw all of this before the sickness ever came. Amen. And I also saw that people would be dropping dead. Just dropping dead all over the place. My youngest daughter had the same dream. This is before the sickness ever came. They was just dropping dead all over the floor. Just dropping dead. I had a vision of it as well. And I saw people just dropping dead. And I knew it was in America. And so I thought that hadn't happened yet. I was thinking, okay, this is something in the future. But then when I look at all the statistics of all these people that have been literally dropping dead, I said, oh, my goodness, we living in this right now. And another thing, thank you, Holy Spirit. I felt the Lord just told me, don't forget to say this as well. 
I also saw a totalitarian society. Those of you that have been rocking with me for a while, for years, you know that I did videos back in the day where I had prophetic dreams, where I saw that it would be a totalitarian society as these demons in human form continue to increase. And I saw it on American soil, but it's all over the world. As they continue to increase, that people would become more cold and people would be more dulled out. And those of us that were animated, is what I like to call it, would be targeted. And I was thinking that didn't happen yet. We're living that right now. And I had dreams I didn't even post because I thought they were personal. But in those dreams, I had multiple ones. And I was warned by God to even watch the way that I respond around these people as they are transitioning is what I like to call it. And some of them have already transitioned because we have a lot of demons in human form on the earth. I'm not going to get into all of that right now. I'll put a video in the description box that explains what I'm talking about. At least I'll put maybe a couple of them, maybe two or three, because I've done so many. And you can see that and understand what I'm talking about, because I'm not going to go over that right now. But the point I'm making is I had dreams where I was warned about how to act around them, to try to act very calm and not too animated around them, because it draws attention and it makes me become like a target. And I knew in those dreams that that was not for something in the future. God was warning me about that today in our day and time today. And I just didn't post them because I was thinking they're personal, but that really affects us all. But I did post dreams about it. So let me just say, it's not like I never talked about it because I did. Cause so somebody could be saying, Shana, you should have told us that I actually did talk about it, but I just didn't post every single dream that I had. Because as you're becoming this person that has to watch how you respond, how you go out. And I'm a very animated person. I like to talk to people. I'm very friendly. I like to engage in conversation. I like to lead people to the Lord. I like to do all these things. And I've been warned over and over again, even in a recent video that I released about how I behave in public. I recently released a video how I got in trouble because I was in the store and I was just trying to get these people to like me and trying to talk to them and this and that. And I've had so many dreams like that. And if God just telling me this is the world that you live in, this is a totalitarian society that's just getting worse. And we have to watch, especially those of us that are very animated. And I'll see if I can put some of those dreams in the description box. I think I did at least two about the totalitarian society and what was coming because we're living in that now. It's just getting worse. And so let me go on to some of the judgment that they came upon. They died by pestilence. The land was made desolate. The land ceased from being a proudful land. Amen. We have these proudful nations. They're going to cease from being these proudful nations when God's judgment hits them. And it is going to happen. I have seen it. It's coming to America, not the movie real life. Also, the mountains became desolate. And that means that it was no inhabitants in the mountains. And there's other scriptures about the judgment of the mountains about all of these things that I can point out about the end days. But if I do that, this video, like I said, will be way too long. But I, what I mean is I can actually go and read in time scripture about what is coming in the tribulation and mark off every single one of these things. Every single one of these things are coming. 
And the Bible ends their judgment in Ezekiel 33 by saying they were made to know that Yahweh is the Lord. So why does he do all these things? They will know that he is God. They will know that his word is true. Amen. So I want to look at this scripture in Matthew 24. This is one that a lot of us are familiar with. Starting at verse 15. It says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place. And then the Bible says these very amazing, powerful words. Whoso read it, let him understand. Whenever the Bible says something like that, if you read this, hey, understand it's saying a lot of people not going to understand. A lot of people are going to be duped. Satan is going to be spreading lies. They're going to be misled. So it's saying get this understanding because what I'm telling you guys in this video is going to be based on biblical doctrine and it's also going to be based on things that the Lord has shown me prophetically. Amen. So I'm going to get into some of these prophecies and I'm going to go over the prophecy that Daniel gave as well. I'm going to get to that, but I'm going with the scripture. It says, then let them that are in Judea flee into the mountains. And I want to point that out that the Bible says those in Judea. And the reason I want to point that out is because I heard a prophecy years ago. I can't remember this lady's name, but I'm almost certain she was in California. But don't quote me on that. And she said that a lot of people fled to the mountains because they thought they would be safe. The government was waiting on them to come to the mountains. So be careful. Don't just have a plan saying, I'm going to go to the mountains. Make sure that you are led by the living God. You have to pray at all times on what you're going to do. And I don't think it's wise for anyone to be going around telling people what their plans are. Sometimes people think they know my plans because I post videos, but they don't know my plans. I can tell you that right now. I just post what God gives me in the prophetic dreams, but I do not say what my real plans are at all whatsoever. And nor would I do something like that. Anyway, the Bible goes on to say, let him, which is on the housetop, not come down to take anything out of his house. I have had prophetic dreams of this where I was shown that we are to run and trust in the Lord and not return home for anything. I was shown point blank that if we returned home, the wicked people that was trying to force the jab on us were stationed at our home and that if we came home, they would force the jab on us. And let me make sure I point this out because what I'm getting into is the abomination of desolation is tied to the jab. That is what the Lord has shown me prophetically. I'm going to point out some scriptures and I'm going to show that to give more substance to what the Lord showed me prophetically. Amen. But this is what I was shown. I was shown that all of a sudden it was this event that happened and all of a sudden they went out to force it on everybody and people had to immediately flee with the clothes on their back. You know, if you had a backpack, you had to hurry up and grab it and get out the door. And that was it. And you couldn't go back to the house for anything because they will stand at your home, wait on you to come back so they can force these jabs on you. The Bible says in verse 18, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Amen. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in winter, nor on the Sabbath day. 
I did another video already talking about that. So I'm not going to go into that. I'll put that video in the description box if I can find it. I'm pretty sure it was a video that I did where I discussed the actual day of Jesus's death and resurrection. I think it was something like that, something titled like that. Towards the end of that video, I literally talked about this verse. So I'll put that in the description box. So I'm not going to go over that right now. And then the Bible says, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. So what God is saying is that what is coming in the great tribulation is going to be worse than anything we've seen with Hitler, anything we've seen with Stalin, anything we've seen with any other evil time in the history of this world, anything we've seen in biblical times. And the Bible even says that it's going to be so bad. It will never be this bad ever even again. So all of these examples that I've given about what happened to them, I'm telling you, it's going to be way worse. It's going to be way worse in the tribulation. So all of these things that the Bible lists as what's coming are things that come after the abomination of desolation. So with what I've already discussed so far, we know that the abomination of desolation has not taken place entirely up to this point. So let me explain. Yes, people are taking the abomination. This is the abomination. They're taking it right now, but it hasn't been activated. Yes, people have been dropping dead. Yes, people have been affected by this and made sick and everything else by this poison in their system. But there is going to come a time when they go out and they try to enforce it on people and enforce it on God's people. And there's going to come a time when it's going to be activated in those that have it in them. And they're going to become like zombies. I've done videos like this already, but they don't move like zombies. And I remember when I first started seeing this, I thought they couldn't talk. And I was just still learning about this. And God started showing me, yeah, they can talk. They move very fast, but they act like zombies, almost like they're being controlled to do evil or something because the demons are taking over them and they can't even control themselves because their human soul is leaving them. And I'm not going to get into all of that right now. I've done videos about that. I will put them in the description box. You need to see that you guys, what I'm telling you is sound doctrine. What I'm telling you is from the Lord. It is not from me. Amen. And so let me get into some more of these things that will happen when the abomination of desolation is done. And why does it say spoken of by Daniel the prophet? Because Daniel the prophet points to the actions of a man that will be in power that I believe is the Antichrist. And I'm going to get to that. So anyway, we see all of these different things happening. The Bible says that except those days should be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. And then the Bible says that if anybody says to you, lo, here is a Christ or there, believe it not. You know, I've had prophetic dreams about this too, where I saw that even the 144,000 were initially fooled during a fake rapture. I had a dream that I did not post because I was like, wow, it was at a time where I was finding all of this stuff really hard to explain. But I had a dream where I saw members of the 144,000 because the dream literally told me that they were 144,000 members. And I saw them go outside and they thought it was the rapture and they thought Jesus was coming for them and everything like that. But it was a fake rapture. 
And these fallen angels scooped them up and took them to this place and told them that they was 144,000 and that they had to go through some kind of training or something. I can't remember. They had to be indoctrinated some kind of way. In the dream, we started looking at each other and figuring everything out like this isn't God. Like these people are demons. In the dream, I figured it out first and then another guy figured it out after me and we started trying to get out of there and then the dream ended. And I didn't post that dream, but I did post another dream that I had very similar to it. Because when I had the other dream, I felt like God was like, post this dream. He gave me all kind of confirmation. And it was very similar. It was almost the same exact thing about a fake rapture. I'll put it in the description box. So what is the point I'm making? The Lord has shown me multiple, multiple times. Do not go outside. What does the Bible say here again in verse 23? He says, if anyone says to you, lo, here is Christ. You know, Christ is outside. It's the rapture. It's the rapture. The Bible says, believe it not. Amen. The Bible says in verse 24, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And I'm telling you guys, and I'll say it again. The Lord has told me and showed me many times. Do not go outside. I don't care what you hear outside. And I have been shown that it will be planets viewable in the sky and all kind of wonders happening in the sky. And people just went outside like, ooh, wow, ooh. And I was running around telling people, get in the house, get in the house. I'll see if I can find some of those videos and put them in the description box. It's going to be a fake rapture. Yes, it is going to happen. And I have seen the real rapture. And when the real rapture came, I was inside the house in my sanctuary with my family. And the Lord showed me that we was raptured up. We don't need to go outside. God knows how to get us in the closet. God knows how to get us under a bed. God knows how to get us in the kitchen. God knows how to come in our house and get us. And that is what happened. And I have seen it many, many times. I've had so many rapture dreams. I can't even give you all the number of how many rapture dreams I've had. And in every single rapture dream that I can remember, I was never outside. I was somewhere in my sanctuary, in my home, mine and my business. And I was raptured up. I wasn't outside trying to look up at the sky because when these things start happening in the sky, you need to go in the house. The Bible supports that. Verse 25 says, behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he is in the desert. Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. So God says, don't go outside. Don't go forth. Stay in your sanctuary. Pray to God, get your Bibles, understand that darkness is most likely about to happen. The three days of darkness that God has shown me. I'll put videos about that. And I explained that biblically. I'm not going to go over that right now. I've already did a video about that. And the Bible says in 27, for as the lightning cometh out of the east and shine it even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. Amen. When Jesus comes, when the true and the living God comes, it's going to be way beyond the false signs and wonders that the kingdom of darkness will be doing. And I want to go over this post that I made a while ago. I said, I just received strong confirmation to share this post with you all. The Lord came to me and spoke to me in my sleep the other day. He told me to remind someone I know not to fall for the upcoming fake rapture. 
I replied to the Lord that I should also warn the person not to fall for the phony rising of the dead in Christ. Yes, the Lord has shown me that Satan and his minions will fake the rapture and the rising of the dead in Christ. After going back and forth discussing these things with Yahweh, I asked him, how should I address the church concerning these matters? And I was told to make a post. I've already done several videos about this in the past. I was going to make the post later today, but I just received a solid confirmation to make it now. I have had several prophetic dreams about the fake rapture. Honestly, I did not share one because it was hard to believe. I regret that now. In that dream I did not share, I was shown that the fake rapture fooled even 144,000 members. In every instance of people being fooled, I saw people going outside and staring at the sky waiting to be raptured. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot stress this enough. The Lord has shown me many times. That when these things start happening in the sky, we are to go into the house, close the doors and windows, seek the Lord and prepare for the coming darkness. I have been shown point blank that we should never go outside because falling angels will be coming and scooping people up in a fake rapture. There will also be many other horrific things occurring. At first, it will seem sublime and the planets will be seen in the sky. But immediately after, pure hell will break loose. Star fragments will be falling from the sky as asteroids that will burn up the land. Many other earth-shattering things will take place in conjunction with that. Concerning the fake rising, this may sound hard to believe, but I saw that Satan would have what appeared to be demons rising out of the earth, faking the rising of Christ. Please, please, please soberly listen to what I'm trying to tell you. There will be things going on that will fool the masses. Even some of God's chosen ones were food. You cannot ignore the scriptures. Jesus warned us in the scriptures not to go forth, not to leave our house when these things are happening in the sky. I would not be surprised if the media even promotes that people go outside and look up at the sky because of everything happening. Don't fall for it. Take cover. There is a real rapture coming and an actual rising of the dead in Christ coming. However, from things that I have seen, it appears that this fake rapture is going to happen first. Some people call it Project Bluebeam. Don't be fooled. When the real rapture takes place, you will not need to leave your sanctuary, your house. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen that prophetically. I have seen that the fallen angels cannot take people out of their godly homes. Yes, that is what God showed me. That's why they need you to go outside. A quick reminder, please remember to anoint your homes regularly. I have had prophetic dreams about that as well. So that was a post that I did in the past. Amen. And the Bible goes on to say in Matthew 24, verse 28, For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. So the Bible says point blank that Yahweh will gather the saints. We don't have to run to him. He's going to gather us. I have had prophetic dreams about that. Verse 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. So that is the darkness. As I stated before, 
Go in the house, prepare for the three days of darkness. It says immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. The moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And you can read more about that in Revelation 6, Isaiah 13, Joel 2 and 10. And I have seen all of these things prophetically many times. I've had so many dreams about the three days of darkness. I will put a link to a whole playlist because that's how many dreams I've had about it. And I've done videos, like I said already, explaining it biblically. These things are going to happen. I am a messenger of Christ. God has shown me these things prophetically. And he's shown me these things not to uh, give me a gold star, but to warn the masses of what is coming. So I pray that we don't make the same mistakes as people in biblical times that ignored the messages of Christ and then felt God's judgment of desolation. Amen. Because what I'm telling you is sound and I match it up in the word of God. I have done videos explaining these things biblically, not just prophetically. The Bible goes on to say in Matthew 24 and 30 and then shall appear. So look at what we just had. We had already these false Christ. Oh, he's over here. He's in the desert. He's over here in the secret chambers going out there. The Bible says don't go for it. So that happened first. That already happened. And then the Bible says and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Guess what? I had a prophetic dream of this as well. Praise God. I will see if I can put that in the description box as well. I saw that when Jesus comes, he was in heaven as this huge giant on the cross, dying for our sins, and all the people in the whole world were mourning. Like, look at what we've done. Look at what we've done to him. And it was all kind of different races. I saw Muslims. I saw Hindu people. I saw all kind of different races and how they did not accept Jesus Christ. And this scripture, I did not even point this scripture out when I did that video. I don't think I did. Now, don't quote me on that. Maybe I did. But that is what this scripture is talking about. All the tribes of the earth will mourn. So now we've stepped away from just Israelites. This says all the tribes of the earth. So this is everybody. Amen. And that's exactly what I saw. And that is the coming of the Lord. And the Bible says, lastly, in verse 31, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So this is the rapture. This is the rapture happening after all of these things. And let me say this too. I have been shown that even if I was outside, amen, and they came and tried to force this jab on me, this abomination that will cause desolation, amen, it seemed bleak. Like I knew I couldn't go back home, but I knew God would take care of me and he did supernaturally. So I did escape it. I was safe. I was taken care of. Please see a video. I will put in the description box about that. And this was before the sickness ever came. Didn't even know none about the sickness back then. And I had that dream. In that dream, they came and they tried to attack me and I had to flee. And it was a dream that I had when God said to me, I am your real father. And I had to flee and I barely had time to pack a bag. And God supernaturally took care of me. 
And then the scene switched and I was transformed. Amen. I'll put another video about the rapture of the 144,000 because it also talks about the darkness. It talks about the 144,000 being raptured and you know how that relates to the darkness and being transformed and all this end day stuff. You really see that in conjunction with this because the Bible says to rightfully divide the word of truth. So as I discuss all these videos that I've done biblically, when you really take a look at all of them, it's like putting a puzzle together. You get a view of everything because I can only tell you guys what relates to what I'm discussing in this video. I'm trying to explain the abomination of desolation, which I haven't hardly got into. So I cannot go over everything I've already discussed. But if you see those other videos and put those puzzle pieces together, it will give a better view of what is coming in the end days. Amen. Now, another scripture that talks about these same types of things is in Mark 13, 14 through 37. I'm not going to go over that because it pretty much mirrors Matthew 24 already. But I want to get into what the Bible means when it says the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. So starting with this scripture in Daniel 8 verses 11 through 26. It says, yea, he magnified himself. And let me say right off the bat, this he, a lot of people believe that this he is the Antichrist. And let me point this out. The Bible does not specifically say that he is the Antichrist. There's other names you know, that Daniel discusses, like the little horn. I believe the little horn is the Antichrist too. But the Bible, nowhere in scripture, points out point blank that this is the Antichrist. And I have to make sure I say this distinction. This is very important because if you think it's the Antichrist, and I do believe that God has revealed to me who the Antichrist is, but what if he's not the one making this call? What if it is a modern day president? The Bible talks about many different Antichrists in the end days. So what if it is somebody else before the Antichrist rises up? And that's important to point out. I'm not going to get into these other scriptures that Daniel did where he discussed these leaders, all these different leaders, all these different kingdoms. And he talks about the little horn rising up. And then there's another vision that he had. And he talks about all these end time leaders. But I want to point out that there's multiple leaders and they're all satanic and they all doing satanic things. And then he talks about the rise of the Antichrist, which I believe is the Antichrist. He doesn't call him the Antichrist, but I believe it's Antichrist. So I'm not going to get into that right now, but I want to point out something in Revelation that is very, very important. The Bible says in Revelation 17 and 11, and it's talking about the Antichrist. It says he is currently the seventh beast and will become the eighth beast when he gets his Antichrist power. It says, and the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seventh and goeth into perdition. The Bible says in Daniel 7 and 12 as concerning the rest of the beast. And this is talking about demons in human form. It's talking about these rulers that look like humans. The Bible literally calls them beasts. It says they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. The Bible says in Daniel 7 and 17, these great beasts which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. So the Bible says again that these are demons in human form. They are beasts. They appear as humans. So the Bible tells us point blank that there are multiple beasts. 
So the Bible also says in other scriptures that there are multiple antichrists. The Bible says in 1 John 2 and 18, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that antichrist shall come, even now there are many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. So the Bible is saying that in the end days, there will be multiple beast leaders, beast rulers, amen, and they will be doing different things. So I don't know if this is the Antichrist that's going to make this call. A lot of people believe that it is, and it could be, but it could also be one of these beast leaders of the end days. Okay, so just getting back into the scripture in Daniel 8, starting with verse 11, it says, Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him, it's saying, because of him, the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of the sanctuary was cast down. And again, the Bible said in Matthew 24 and 15 that we need to understand the abomination of desolation that Daniel discussed. And so what does this mean? By him, the daily sacrifice was taken away. According to what I have seen prophetically, this sacrifice has to do with Jesus Christ. It has to do with the Lord Jesus being in us, in our spirits every day. And it says the place of the sanctuary, the place of God's sanctuary was cast down. That's something inside of us. Where's the temple? The temple is inside of us. A sacrifice is a thing presented or offered to God. The Bible goes on to say in verse 12, and an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. And it cast down the truth to the ground and it practiced and prospered. So let me explain what I have seen prophetically. First of all, looking at that again, it says a host was given him a host. What is a host? A host could be martial law. A host could be military powers. And it was given to him to go against the daily sacrifice. And the Bible says it was done because of transgression transgression because of the sins. Amen. The sins, the abominable sins that the people have done. And it went forth to cast down the truth to the ground. So with the host, he will destroy the truth. And this to me also sounds like an attack and halt on social media and other outlets such as godly churches, anywhere that the truth is being proclaimed. So there will be a famine for the word of God and the ministers of God because of transgressions. Because what is truth? Truth is the word of God. Truth is what comes out of the ministers of God's mouth. So there's an attack on them. That's summed up in these scriptures. That's going to happen. And I've seen it prophetically. I've seen Christian persecution coming. I've seen famines for the word of God. I've seen prophetic dreams where they even came in these military powers into people's homes, even looking through their computer to see if they had scriptures and any type of Bibles on even on a computer. And when the Bible says it practiced and prospers, this to me means that the Antichrist, if this is the Antichrist, that this leader that has magnified himself and his minions actually trained for the desolation, for the destruction of truth. So they've been practicing. They've been preparing for this. Haven't we heard that? I forget what was called. Was it Agenda 21 or Agenda 22, something like that? where they literally do these practice runs of how they want to enact these end time events, this end time force of the mark of the beast. These things are real. 
They have practiced it. That is in the word of God. It says they're going to be practicing. And they were probably training for it for a long time, according to the Bible. And their training will pay off, the Bible says. The Bible says that their training will be prosperous. And the Bible goes on. I'm not going to read every scripture, but it says point blank that this vision that Daniel saw was for the end times. It is for the great tribulation. It is for what is coming in the end days. Like verse seven, it says, for it is for a time at the end. Amen. And I'm not going to go over every scripture about this. Like for instance, him talking about these specific days, like 2,300 days and he lists different days. I have a theory about what that means, but I did not receive confirmation from the Lord. So I'm not going to go into that at this time. And looking at this scripture in Daniel 9 and 27, it says, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. So once again, this is talking about this leader, this satanic leader. So he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And according to an apocryphal book, one week in biblical terms means seven years. We've heard that before where people say one week means seven years. Where are they getting that from? Because the Bible doesn't actually say that. But there is an apocryphal book that actually does say that. And it says that one week means seven years. And in the midst of the week, so in the midst of the week, you're looking at around three and a half years. He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. It says, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. An oblation is a thing presented or offered to God. What are we presenting to, to God? What are we offering to God? The Bible literally tells us what we offer to God, what we present to God. For one instance, the Bible says that we offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Amen. And you can read about that in Hebrews 13 and 15. It says, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continuously. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So what are we presenting in this scripture to God? This sacrifice, our bodies. Okay, this is not a cow that's being cut up to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Like a lot of, which is crazy to me, but a lot of believers believe that they think the third temple has to be built and they're going to be killing cows again. And they're going to be sacrificing animals, which that in itself is an abomination because Jesus Christ is the sacrifice. So what does God say? We sacrifice in according to the word of God. Now, since the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our bodies, amen our praise. Amen. And what is being attacked? What in people's bodies is being attacked with these abominations that they have been taken is an attack on their sanctuary. It's an attack on the offering that we have to God. It is making them an abomination. It's changing them. It's changing their DNA. It's messing them up where they are not presentable to God. And 
The Bible goes on to say in that same verse that for the overspreading of abominations shall he make it desolate. So he's going to do something that is going to cause people to not be able to offer God these sacrifices of praise and sacrifices with their body unto God is going to make it desolate because the mark of the beast will be spreading in them until there is no human soul left. That is what the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me that when they first take the mark of the beast, the human soul is there, but it's slowly leaving. So as they still have a human soul, they can praise God and worship God, call on Jesus, say Jesus is my Lord. They can literally do all that because their soul is still there. It's just leaving over time. But when this satanic ruler makes this event to activate the mark of the beast in them is going to rapidly speed up the process where they will not have any human soul left or their human soul will leave very, very rapidly. And that is what God has shown me. Like I said before, when I talked about putting a zombie video in the description box in one of those videos, I went over that point blank of what the Lord showed me. Amen. So yeah, they will still have their soul even then when he activates it, but it will be leaving very, very rapidly. He's going to do something that's going to speed up the process very, very quickly. So don't be fooled. If you can hear them saying things about God and praying and all this kind of stuff, they can still call on Jesus. They can even say Jesus is my Lord because they still have some of their human soul in there. Until it's fully activated and their human soul is completely gone and a demonic entity takes over. And that is what the Lord has shown me many times. And the Bible says in this scripture that it will be done even until the consummation. So until the consummation is the Bible showing us right there that is going to be a process that is going to be happening. That is going to take time. Amen. It says until the consummation is going to take time until it gets to the point in which this process is complete or finalized. Amen. And that is exactly what the Lord has shown me. I didn't even know anything about this scripture. Amen. And I didn't mention this scripture when I did those videos in the past, cause I did not know about this scripture or at least I didn't put it together until the Lord began to show me these things in his word. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what I saw. So yeah, these processes will take place until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So desolation is a judgment on those that have taken the mark of the beast. And this desolation is something that is going to happen within them, but it is also something that is going to affect the land. And there's other videos that I've done in the past that talk about the land. But like I said, I'm not going to get into the land for the purposes of this video. I've touched on the land a little bit in this video, and I may touch on a little bit more, but I'm trying to really stick to the abomination of desolation. So I'm not going to get into all the effects of the land. But there is a desolation that is happening in people as well. Daniel 11 and 31 says, An arm shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. So when the Bible says, Arm shall stand on his part, so that is talking about this satanic ruler is going to have some type of municipality. He's going to rule over people that can enforce his judgments. 
whether that is martial law, whatever you want to call it. He's going to have some type of government in place that can go out and enforce what he wants to get done. And it says that he will pollute the sanctuary of strength. And what is the word? Why does the Bible say pollute? The word pollute means to contaminate with a harmful or poisonous substance. If you don't believe that, pause this video. Look up the word pollute. The Bible literally says pollute. And once again, that means to contaminate with a harmful or poisonous substance. And he shall take away the daily sacrifice, the Bible says. Psalms 51 and 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. So he's going to take away that. So what is this Bible telling us? The Bible is telling us point blank. When you look at these two scriptures I just discussed, that this daily sacrifice has to do with our spirit. It has to do with something happening eternally in our spirit. Amen. And it says that in his place, he will place the abomination, the abomination. And that is what the Lord has led myself. And I have heard of other end time messengers of Christ referring to these end time mark of the beast injections as an abomination. Amen. And that's exactly what the Bible calls it in place of that godly essence, that godly spirit inside of people. He's placing this abomination and it's going to make them spiritually desolate. It's going to make them turn into a demon in human form to put it bluntly. Daniel 12, 11 through 12 says, and from that time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that make it desolate set up and there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. So that's about three point five three years. Blessed is he that waited and come into the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. So that's about three point seven years. And like I said, I'm not going to go into the timing at this time. I want to look at this scripture also in Luke 13, 32 through 35. This is Jesus talking. And he said unto them, go ye and tell that fox, behold, I cast out devils and I do cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. So Jesus is saying that he has to get back to Jerusalem before they kill him because a prophet of the Lord has to be killed in Jerusalem. So in verse 34 it says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets and stone is them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So verses 33 and 34 also point out that this desolation has to do with the killing of the prophets. So this particular example in Luke 13 is Jesus talking about them killing him. But I wanted to go over this scripture because it also points out that this desolation that's coming also has to do with the killing of the prophets. So this is one of those things I could go on and on about 
But for lack of time, I'm not going to get into that. It has to do with the killing of the prophets as well. And I rest some of that in the abominations that I talked about in Jeremiah 44 and Ezekiel 33 that talked about the abominable sins that they committed to cause desolation. And I want to point out these scriptures because it has to do with the temple. Since the time of Jesus Christ coming to the earth, the temple is no longer built with human hands. Jesus is the temple and he dwells within us. So looking at this scripture in Zechariah 6, 12 through 13, Yahweh is speaking briefly of an upcoming time when he, Jesus Christ, shall build the temple. And this occurred when Jesus came to the earth to die for our sins. Now the temple is within us. So Zechariah 6, um, starting at 12 says, And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, that's Jesus Christ, and he shall grow up. So once again, this is another scripture saying that Jesus would be on the earth and he would grow up. And it says he shall grow up out of his place and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Okay, did Jesus build an actual temple made with human hands when he was on the earth? Of course he didn't. The temple that Jesus built was within us. It was spiritual. He was built within us. And verse 13 goes on to say, even he shall build the temple of the Lord and he shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule upon his throne. And he shall be a priest upon his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. So Jesus built that temple. Amen. When he comes, he's going to bring the tabernacle. Amen. But this temple that God built is a temple within us. He already built that. Now when we go to Christ, we boldly go to Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 and 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So we no longer have to go to a temple built by human hands because the temple of God, praise God, is living within us. That is what the Bible is telling us. And Jesus built that temple when he came to the earth to die for our sins. And if you go on to read the rest of that chapter, it's talking about Jesus Christ being the high priest. Amen. How we can boldly go to him now. We don't need a temple built by human hands. And I just want to point this out. If you go on to read Zechariah 6 verses 14 and 15, it goes into talking about how they were building the second temple because this scripture in Zechariah is talking about them building a second temple. But Yahweh just makes a brief statement in verses 12 and 13 when he talks about this other temple that's going to be built when Jesus came on the earth. Amen. So he just very quickly in two verses, like, hey, you know, I'm helping y'all build the second temple. But by the way, I'm coming to build a temple myself. And this temple that God is going to build is not going to be built with human hands. The Bible says in John 2, 19 through 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will rise it up. Then said the Jews, 40 and six years was this temple in building. And wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he, he meaning Jesus, but Jesus spake of the temple of his body. So Jesus says point blank in this scripture, Jesus body is the temple. Amen. 
and he dwells within us. Acts 7 and 48 says, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as said the prophet. So that's telling us point blank that God is no longer dwelling in these temples made with human hands. Acts 17 and 24 says, God that had made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. That's the word of God. Because God dwells within us. So where's this temple? It's within us. First Corinthians 3, 16 through 17 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Amen. So this just points out again that the temple of God is not a place I'm going to go to in Jerusalem. The temple of God is right here living inside of me as a woman of God. And the temple of God is living right inside of you as a man or woman of God. Amen. And it says also the spirit of God dwells within us that are true saints of God. Amen. And we are not to defile that temple. He warns. He warns if we defile that temple, it says God will destroy us. That's the word of God. I just read that. So we don't destroy this temple with these abominable things that the kingdom of darkness wants us to put into our temple. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 20, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not? That he which is joined to a harlot is one body, for two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God? And ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. And I want to get into something very, very important that we need to understand. The abomination of desolation affects the bridegroom. And I had a prophetic dream. Let me just point this out. And I did not understand this. I don't even think I said it in the video because I didn't understand it at all. But I saw this woman, her soul was in hell and she had taken the mark of the beast. And this is the woman I know. And she was turning into a demon. And the Lord allowed me in the spiritual realm to go into hell and talk with her. And she was asking me, is there anything she can do to get out of hell? And I said, not that I know of. And it was really sad. I mean, I really wanted to cry. It was really sad to see her in that state. But one thing I heard in that dream was that the voice of the bridegroom is no longer heard in her. It said again, the voice of the bridegroom is no longer heard in her. 
And I don't think I mentioned that in the video because I didn't understand it. I was like, what does that mean? I think I completely left it out. And I really regret that I did that because I understood it later when God explained it to me. And I'm going to explain that in this video. So I'm going to start with looking at this scripture in Jeremiah 7. And I'm not going to read this whole chapter. You all can go back and read that. And I suggest you do read that. But I'm going to look at verse 30. It says, for the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, says the Lord. They have set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name to pollute it. So this is when the temple was in place before the temple was in us. The temple was an actual temple made by human hands. And they did all these abominable things in the Lord's temple. And so just going down a few verses, looking at verse 34, God says, then I will cause to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem, the voice of mirth, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride for the land shall be desolate. We see them committing this abominable act on the land and this abominable act that they have committed on the land has caused a desolation to come on the land that will affect the people as well. Amen. And like I said, I'm not going to go over this whole example, but this specific abomination that is being done with the mark of the beast is an abomination being done in humans. It is abomination being done in the body and the soul and the spirit. It is abomination internally, but there is another type of an abomination being done on the land and it will affect the land. So we have two different types of desolations that's coming. One that's coming to the land and one that's coming inside of people. But I want to point this out that it says the voice of the bridegroom shall cease. And it says the voice of the bride shall cease. The bride has to do with the bride of Christ. So these people may have been professing Christians because I've heard that, you know, people say, well, how can a Christian take the mark of the beast? But what does God say in his word? He says, I will cause the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride to cease. So that means it was once there. Yes, they were once Christians. And for some reason, maybe they didn't want to listen to the prophecies. Maybe they turned on God. I don't know everybody's individual stories. I can give some examples of people that I did know, but I'm going to just point out these different scriptures and I'm going to let you all see this in the word of God. And looking at this other scripture in Jeremiah 16 and verse nine, it says, for thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will cause to cease out of this place in your eyes and in your days, the voice of mirth, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. And in verse 18, it says, and first I will recompense their iniquity and their sin double because they have defiled my land. They have filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things. So once again, we see this abomination, this punishment, this judgment is all tied into the voice of the bridegroom ceasing in them. Just like I heard in my prophetic dream, we hear the voice of the bride ceasing in them as well. 
Okay, another scripture, Jeremiah 25 says, and looking at verse 10, and like I said, you can go and read these whole scriptures on your own. I'm just pointing out a few verses that pertain to what I'm discussing. So in verse 10, it says, moreover, I will take from them the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the candle. Okay. And the light of the candle I discussed some of that in my 144,000 rapture of the 144,000 video, how the saints, their candles were blessed to work the true saints, but those that were not right with God, how their candle didn't work. And this is again in the word of God here in Jeremiah 25 and 10. And also I want to point out that people have had prophecies where they saw that the wicked would try to light candles and they didn't work. And that's biblical. I've had prophecies many times and I didn't even know it was in the word of God until afterwards. And God started teaching me like, Oh wow, that's in the word of God. So going on to verse 11, it says, and this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the King of Babylon 70 years. So this is because of the sins that they was doing. This is a punishment for them to lose the voice of the bridegroom. And the Bible says in verse 12 that they will have perpetual desolations. It talks about desolations again in verse 18. So these desolations, these punishments are connected again to the voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride. The voice of the bridegroom has to do with prophecy. It has to do with hearing from the Lord. It has to do with getting revelations. It has to do with prophetic dreams. It has to do with visions. These things cease in them. So you may hear them start saying things like they're having trouble hearing from God. They no longer hear from God. They're disconnected from God. That's in the word of God. And the Bible even says in verse 38, for their land is desolate because of the fierceness of the oppressor and because of his fierce anger. Okay, and now let's get into the New Testament. The Bible says in Matthew 9 and 15 that Jesus refers to himself as the bridegroom. Looking at this scripture, it says, And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then they shall fast. So when Jesus here is talking about the bridegroom, he's referring to himself. And you can go and read the rest of that chapter, Matthew 9, and you can see that for yourself. He's talking about himself. The scriptures are telling us point blank, Jesus is the voice of the bridegroom. So they have lost the voice of the Holy Ghost. They have lost the voice of the Holy Spirit. They have lost the voice of God. They have lost the voice of Jesus Christ as this abomination is working within them. Another scripture in the New Testament is in Revelation 18 verse 2 where it says, and he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So the Bible is telling us point blank that this land, Babylon is going to be a place full of people that are devils. These devils living there and a hold of every foul spirit. These demons in human form, they're increasing their numbers. That's in the word of God. 
And when you read Revelation 18, it talks about all of the different sins, which I'm not going to go over right now, that they will be doing in the end days, which is going to cause this desolation that's coming. And one of the things in God's judgment, it says in Revelation 23, and the light of a candle, again, this candle not being able to burn, shall shine no more at all. But this candle, see in the Old Testament, it was talking about like a physical candle. But this again is talking about what is happening spiritually. Because it says the light of a candle shall shine no more in thee. Because they also lose the light of Christ. They lose the light of Christ. I've done videos about the light of Christ in the past. And it also says in verse 23, And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, and by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. So that once again is talking about the abominable sins that they committed. But just pointing out that they also lose the light of Christ. They lose the Holy Spirit of hearing from God. They lose the voice of the bride. Amen. That is biblical. That's the word of God. So just summing up this video, the abomination of desolation has to do with two things according to the word of God. It has to do with the abominable actions of the nations that they've committed on the land. It affects the land. It affects the nations. Amen. And it also has to do with a poisonous substance, the mark of the beast that they are putting in their bodies that is polluting their souls. I love you all. I pray God bless you. Please pray over this video. God bless you all. I pray you have understanding. I have done as I was commissioned to do by the Lord. And I pray you receive this message and receive the word of God. God bless you all. Bye.